Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. I'm joined today by Jean Eddy. Jean is the president and CEO of American Student Assistance, where she develops and drives the overall strategic direction of the organization. During Jean's tenure, ASA has pivoted to a new focus on helping students discover potential career paths earlier in their career journey. As you'll hear during this episode, Jean is someone who has unlimited passion and commitment to helping kids as early as middle school to know themselves, know their options, and make informed choices about their education and career goals. During our conversation, we discuss why middle school or earlier is the right time for students to test and try, and why relevance is so important to students when learning. Jean discusses several tools that ASA has brilliantly developed for cell phones, and we all know that our kids live on their phones. This makes exploration lots of fun. Jean shares a number of amazing resources and websites that you'll definitely want to take a look at, so be sure to check out the show notes where all links will be included. Now let's get started. Hi, Jean. Thanks so much for being here today on the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. This is a conversation I've been looking forward to for a while. And before we get started, can you just give a quick introduction for my audience about who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Jean Eddy, and I'm president and CEO of American Student Assistance. We help kids figure out what their interests and passions are and what their abilities are. And then we try and connect them with all the myriad of careers that are possibly open to them. But we also help them test and try so that by the time they leave high school, they have some idea of a plan of what's next. And that is the really brief version of what ASA is. I could talk for a long time about what ASA is. But in a nutshell, we want kids to know themselves, know what makes their heart sing, and basically be able to, by the time they leave high school, have a really good idea of what comes next. You are singing my song. I love <laughs> the work, that, which is why I sought you out for the podcast. I love the work that you guys are doing. I love your mission. I love the test and try. That's that's a really neat way to look at it. I'm all about exploring and exposure. I use those words all the time because I feel like kids in high school just don't get exposed to much outside of their little circle of high school. And there aren't a lot of opportunities for them to test and try. So can we talk a little bit more about that? So how do you reach these kids? So if I can back up just a little bit, 
when we first started working, you know, working in this space, we did a lot of research about when was the absolute best time to start having kids figure out what it is that they love to do and how they can go about getting it. And it's in middle school. Because in middle school, they make all kinds of choices. A lot of them are about courses they're going to take in high school. And if you think about it, those courses, if you don't take certain courses in high school, it can limit you to what you may do later on if you don't have the, the basic stuff. So what, what we attempt to do is help kids explore middle school years. And I'm not saying that a lot of kids in high school don't go exploring because they do. We, we're working with about 12 million kids right now. And they range from sixth grade to 12th grade. And anywhere along the continuum, as far as exploring or figuring out what they really like to do or the things you need in order to pursue a, a certain pathway, they could be anywhere on that age range and as far as what they're doing. We have worked with individual schools, school districts, states in an attempt to help school systems be able to infuse this into the curriculum. But not surprisingly, it is difficult to be able to do that large scale. You can do it smaller scale. If, if, if you have teachers who have, I'm going to say the will, because most teachers want to do something like this, but they, they're trying to squeeze it into a day that's already packed. So what we discovered along the way was the best way to meet with more kids was to go where they are. And that's through an out-of-classroom experience in digital. And so we start meeting them on their cell phones. And what's nice about a cell phone is that it's the great equalizer. Every kid, well, I shouldn't say every, 94% of kids in that group have a cell phone. So, and it's not that we are forcing anybody to do anything. We don't say you must do this. We deliver it to kids in a way that it's fun, it's entertaining, uh, and they take us up on it. Obviously, if we have 12 million kids on this platform, they like it. Yeah, that's huge, 12 million. And is it available to any anyone in this age group who wants it? Absolutely. It's free. It's called Futurescape. If you go out on our website, asa.org, um, you can go to Futurescape um, and you can start to experience some of the things we offer. And the thing about it is that's just the beginning because we now have two more platforms. <clears throat> One of them is called Next Voice, again, digital. And what that does is it allows kids to be able to learn how to how to advocate for themselves, to be able to, to become an activist in some of the things that they care about, like climate change or racism. How do you go about doing that? How do you, how do you even start a club? How do you contact a congressman? These kinds of things that kids, particularly in this generation, Gen Z is very altruistic, but they're also very uh, passionate about those things but they don't always have the vehicles to be able to do that. So Next Voice does that for them. 
And then the the latest thing that we brought into market is called Evolve Me. And that basically allows kids to connect with other partners that we have to do a number of things, whether it's to go out and get a mentorship or it's to go out and try and get an apprenticeship or to be able to learn how to do various things that they want to experiment with. And we even have contests and games that allow kids to get rewards. So just like kids compete in various online games, one thing about this generation, they like to be incentivized. So, you know, what's in it for me kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, And we will be rolling out fairly soon a sweepstakes where basically kids can, depending on how many how many activities they pursue and complete, they will be able to go into these sweepstakes for scholarships. That's fantastic. So I want to ask you a question and I'm not sure how to ask it, except I have two teenagers, one's 17 and one's 19. And they've not heard of this, right? Like their school hasn't talked about it. They're not hearing about it from other kids. So how do we get that word out? How do you get that word out? So we do, we're doing it a few ways, but I, but I would tell you that, you know, we've, we've been actually doing this in earnest for about four or five years. So this is relatively new. This isn't in the fabric yet. I mean, I want it fervently to be in the fabric, but it's not there sure. yet. Um, we do a lot of social media. We do a lot of conference work. We, we do a lot of research and we share it. I do an awful lot of speaking engagements. And I truly believe that the more we share out, the more we can affect the whole constellation of people who care about this. And so it's not just us direct to kid. It is school systems. It's states. There are a whole host of bodies who care about this. Yeah, including me. I think this is amazing, and I believe I will be sharing it like crazy um, in my networks. So I, I love that you talk about that because it doesn't it's not just about the kids, right? I mean, it's primarily about them, but th- this has a huge impact on business as well, right? And industry, because we talk about the future of work. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, what's really interesting right now is that it, it used to be and I, I spent most of my career in higher education. So uh, I worked with a lot of college-age kids and really tried to help them, you know, connect with what mattered to them so that by the time they left college, they would know, you know, what was next for them. And I would have to say an awful lot of kids, they really didn't know. You know, they were there, they were, and I'm not saying co- college doesn't have to be just about that. I'm a big proponent of college because it's an opportunity to develop a network of people that you have usually for the rest of your life. Most people meet their life partner somewhere in there. There are a million reasons for why college education is is a wonderful thing. But I will tell you that it's a really expensive uh, adventure to go on if you are out there exploring to figure out what to do. And for some kids, it's great. And for others, it's not so great. And what has kind of happened along the way, while college has always been seen as, you know, 
this is the American dream. Everybody can, can achieve wonderful things if they go to college. More and more families are questioning the return on investment of college because it's so expensive. And on the on, as concurrently what's happening is that we have 10.7 million jobs right now that are unfilled that we can't fill. And many of them do not require a college degree. But I would dare say that because of the stigma or whatever uncomfortable connotation is put on that, kids either don't want to go exploring to see what they're like, or they have no idea what these jobs are. And we have to do a better job, we, the community, of allowing kids to figure out and expose them to all of the other wonderful things they could do with maybe some training or a boot camp or an apprenticeship, et cetera. And that's where we have to somehow infuse that large scale into a system. Are you doing that through ASA? I'm asking because many high schools that I have been exposed to, and that was sort of the the reason I started this podcast, right? The high school hamster wheel. It was like, hit the ground running, get all your AP classes, raise your SAT scores, get ready for mm-hmm. college. There was never a, but do you want to go to college? Or do you need to go to college? Like, what do you want to do? What matters to you? So I, I'm totally in your camp on this. I guess my question is, high schools aren't really encouraging that. And, you know, back in the day we had home ec and woodshop Mm -hmm. and all the things kids would go out on co-ops and do apprenticeships. It's not happening in high schools, at least not the high schools that I've been talking to and investigating. So how do we get kids back to that exploration? We have to be able to start infusing some opportunities for kids in that test to try mode that I talked about to be able to connect with employers to to be able to give kids those experiences. Now, a school system is actually the best place to be able to do that because there's an infrastructure there. There are safeguards there. There are a whole host of things. However, we haven't built the bridges to employers to have them work with systems to be able to do that. But there are organizations out in the world right now, you know, we are fervent about this. We work with JFF because they have connections to employers and we are offering, you know, we with our partners, opportunities for young people in non-degree pathways. And after allowing a kid to understand if they have a particular passion or interest in an area, they will see when they're first exploring that all of the possibilities, not just things that require a college degree, but everything. And then the next step in that is, all right, how do I go about getting that information? Or how do I go about connecting with, with that particular career. And I would have to tell you, not surprisingly, employers who cannot fill their jobs are listening and they are willing to partner in order to make sure that our economy keeps moving because everybody wins 
Right. Especially I, I hear this from people in the trades. I've interviewed several people in the trades. You know, people are aging out. They're retiring from construction mm-hmm. and plumbing and, and electrical and all the things. And they're dying for kids or younger people to come in and get started. And they'll, they say they'll train them on, on the job. But you're right. It's there's that disconnect between those kids and the employers. And I call them kids, teens, young adults. Um, and, and that's kind of the bridge that we need. So can you talk a little bit about for people who don't know JFF is jobs for the future? Um, can you talk a little bit about the work they do and how you're integrated with them? So, you know, Jobs for the Future uh, is really, they do a number of things in the space. I would say that their focus is more on, um, they are looking at adult learners. They're looking at people who need to be able to adjust um, their, their focus and their talents to, you know, what makes sense for them. I mean, it's really why I'm so high on JFF is that their mission is, is, you know, right there hand hand in hand with ours. In fact, I oftentimes have conversations talking about the fact that if we do our jobs right at ASA and we give them the information they need, young people, the information that they need, we will, they will be ready for jobs for the future. So like the next step, for a young person leaving high school after they've gotten this information, they've tested and tried things, they should be able to go out and connect with all of the jobs available through Jobs for the Future. And the kinds of employers that JFF works with run the gamut. So you don't have to have a college degree for many of these programs. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Hello, and welcome to Guilty Greeny. I feel like we should start off this show by saying it's nearly impossible to be 100% sustainable given the current world we live in. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Not a great analogy for a vegetarian, but you know. We're talking uh, about sustainability, maybe not the best analogy. Don't eat the elephant is the first rule of the Guilty Greeny. There's your first challenge of the week. Avoid (laughs) elephants. What they used to call frugal is now considered sustainable. It's such an aha moment. Frugal to sustainable. You can save money and help the planet. That's going to be our new tagline for sure. You can find Guilty Greenie on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you prefer. And join us in tackling the Guilty Greenie challenges. Until then, stay curiously green. So let's talk about what parents can do to help their young people, teens and young adults, do more exploration, more test and try. So for example, my son is interested in welding. This is a true story. He's 17. He's in high school. I don't know that he wants to make a career out of it, but he wants to find out more about it. Mm -hmm. What's your recommendation? Does he just reach out to a local welding company? First and foremost, I should mention um, the Coalition for Career Development. The Coalition for Career Development has got many leaders of industry, many of whom represent non-degree careers for for those very things. One of the things I should mention about our relationship with JFF is that 
JFF also does in partnership, and they've been doing it with us, a lot of research about where you find things, where is there a compendium of, you know, how do you become a welder? What are the programs that are absolutely the best ones versus those that, you know, they can't really, that they have no accreditation standards, et cetera. Those things are happening right now. And uh, I can send you some links for places that your son could go or, you know, any student could go to start exploring those connections. But I would also tell you that in the state of Massachusetts, there is a workforce council. I expect that there is something like that in other states, um, but they would be also great people to connect with as far as how, you know, how to go about doing that. Yeah, that's great. And any links that you can share, I will post in the show notes and, um, and also share on social media. Cause I think that's it. I think parents in general want to help their kids, but they don't know where to go. You know, again, you could Google welding or, whatever it might be, plumbing near me or how to be a plumber. And that's all well and good, but it's a little overwhelming and there's no actionable steps from that, right? So first you need to do this and then get in contact with this person and do this. So any resources or any kind of, I don't want to say portal, but any kind of like go-to, like the information booth, right? (laughs) Where you can go and just ask your questions and they can send you in the right place. Do you, I'm just curious, do you have technical high schools where you are? We do, but they're vocational technical, but here's the thing. So if you don't start the program in ninth grade, it's too late. You can't Mm -hmm. join the program because they leave for half a day and they go, you know, do their thing. So if you come in as a junior and say, or a senior and say, Hey, I want to go do that too late. Sorry. Um, So yeah. So you have to search for independent programs or maybe a program at the at the community college or a local tech school but a lot of them won't take you till you're 18 so it's sort of a conundrum right like you want to mm-hmm. go do it but you don't there's no place for you to do it which is why i think that so much money has been allocated now particularly um as a result of the pandemic to allow more schools to be able to to create more of these opportunities. Again, it doesn't help someone who's 17 years old right now, but I would strongly suggest, however, that you are in touch with the the guidance department at that technical high school because they should be able to help you in this regard. Mm, It doesn't really matter if your son is, it, it doesn't really matter if your son is in that program or as long as he's in school where you are, you should be getting help there. But I would also tell you there are a lot, there are a lot of online programs like Futurescape that will help you do this. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to to check out the programs. So what else can parents do, especially for middle schoolers um, and the younger teens, to get their kids started on this exploration path? I I really do think that kind of getting getting on the same wavelength as far as what they're watching, how they're doing it, particularly on their phones. With the, with the digital things that are happening right now, there is, there is a huge opportunity for parents to simply encourage exploration and to do it in a fun way. And I think continuing to, 
to push the envelope. Certainly don't wait till high school. Kids really need to be thinking about this long before high school because they've got too many choices to make there. And um, again, more and more, there are small programs and larger programs in the digital space that allow kids to go and do that. I have talked to, I can't tell you how, how many people I've talked to about um, online mentoring programs. Do you know I could be? Do you know that that organization? I could be? No. Mm-mm. So I could be is totally digital and it is basically an online mentoring that allows kids to be able to um, go out and connect with someone who is in the career that they are searching for. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, there's another. Are you familiar with Nepris? Nope. So Nepris is is uh, along the same line as that. Um, and, and there are many programs like that out there. And, you know, I live in this space. I live and breathe this every day and talk to people and read. And and I don't know about these. So I'm guessing most parents don't, which you're you're providing so much helpful information just by providing these these digital tools. Well, I I think that there are there are certainly many more that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know young people could access, their parents could access for sure. Well, I think it's brilliant that I always say this, especially with teens, meet them where they are and they're yes. on their phones. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I think that again, I'm all about fun. So if you can do something that makes it fun to be able to go and do this, then all the better. Because yeah. the one thing that it, it seems as though when you try and do career exploration in school, kids feel as though, unless it's done in a really creative way, kids feel as though it's being imposed on them and it's like just another homework assignment or another thing they have to do. But if you really meet them where they are, and it's not every kid's going to do it, but for those who do, it can be a really positive experience. Well, and I think part of it is mindset, right? Like some parents and some teachers and even some kids will say, well, I can't be thinking about my career now when I'm 14 or 15. And, And I say to that, you should be thinking about it now. You're not choosing the rest of your life. You're just choosing what your path is going to be next. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's so, there's a lot of overwhelm. I think kids feel like I just got to get through high school. I just got to do all the things, get good grades. I can't really be thinking about that. And then they get to college and they're busy. And then they get, and I hear from these kids all the time. They're like juniors and seniors. And they're like, I have no idea in college. I have no idea what I want to do when I finish school. Um, So to your point, the younger they start, the better off they are. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be career choice per se. You know, we don't really have to necessarily label it. One right. one of the things kids look for right now is relevance. They want to understand why they are learning this particular thing or why are you making me do, you know, an hour of homework in Algebra 2? I'm never going to use yep. that. And yep. then you find, they find out that, oh, this is why you need algebra too, because they've been exposed to 
they've been exposed to a career that they can see the direct correlation between what they're learning in school and how they're going to use it later on. You know, I was just thinking as we were talking, I'll give you an example of a, of a school system that has absolutely got this right. And they are in San Diego, California, and they are, it's in Cajon Valley, and it's called World of Work. The superintendent of schools there, David Mayashiro, is, a, is just a dynamic superintendent. Um, he has totally embraced the idea that kids have to go exploring. They need to understand what they love to do, what their abilities are, and how that connects with what they learn in school. The entire school system has adopted it. The community has adopted it. So the employers in the community, the parents in the community, the teachers, the students, everybody. It is the biggest kick for me to go there and see how these kids basically understand from the time they're in kindergarten, what the things are that they can do, that they love to do, and look at all my choices that I can do with my life leaving here. They do it incredibly well. Big picture learning. Have you heard of them? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I interviewed somebody from Big Picture Learning. Ah, so again, they are um, they are just a, a wonderful example of testing and trying in high school. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check out this this school system in San Diego. I'd love to tap into exactly what you're saying—the people who are doing it well—and mm-hmm. share that with the world and hopefully other school systems will, will get on board too. So much good stuff going on and you're such a wealth of information. (laughs) I mean, I follow you on social media. I read your newsletter, you know, all the things, but I feel like, I feel like I learn something new from you every day. So I really appreciate that. Well, it's my pleasure. I care deeply about it. So obviously your passion comes through and, and I think it's fantastic. And I, I can't wait to see where it continues to grow. And I'm definitely going to check out all of these, the, the digital spaces and all of the recommendations that you made. And I'm going to share them with my audience. Any other final words or advice for parents? Um, just keep encouraging as soon as you can to have kids just test and try. And it's not, it's not about the career It's about understanding who they are as kids, who they are as people. And once they do that, they can connect to to all of these other interests, passions, et cetera. But you got to start there and then just keep encouraging it. Yeah. Great advice. Figure out what matters, I say all the time, and then go after it. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad we got to have it. Thank you so much. I know you're super busy. So thank you for making time for me. I'm really grateful. Oh, my pleasure. Huge thanks to Jean Eddy of American Student Assistance for joining me today. I love having conversations with people like Jean who are so passionate about and committed to the work that they do. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot during this conversation. There are so many valuable resources available to our kids, but if we don't know about them, we can't use them. That's one of the reasons I started this podcast, 
to shine a light on the amazing work and the valuable resources that exist to help our kids find the path that's best for them. Thanks for listening. I hope you're finding lots of value in this podcast. Please share it with another parent or someone who might find it helpful. All links and references mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com. I'd love it if you would connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a minute, please give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That makes a huge difference in helping others find this show. That's it for now. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.